live stream. That's number 189. Coming into the world, birthed it is low upon the 17th of November, 2018. I am your sickly host, Alex Garthon Marsh. <laughs> and with me is the hale and hearty Brett Heathen Dog Grissom. Yes, my immune system is not compromised. This time. I am the Legion of Myth winner. This time you are, at least. I'll give you that. That's fair. I'll That's give fair. you that. Wow, the music just stopped all of a sudden when I clicked that slide. That's fine. <laughs> nice. Uh, the universe is sick and getting sicker. That's, That's right. I say. Is it you know what? I, I, I will go ahead and read these uh, these segments out. Go right ahead. All right. Uh, today with my Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, I've got RPG Fundamentals. Looking at Hero Kids. It's a, it's a tabletop RPG for kids ages 4 to 10. So you want family friendly, this is it right here. You're at it. And then for Garthon's comic bowl, we've got the Uncanny X-Men. We got a number one this week. Well, we could have a number one every week if Garthon really wanted, but sometimes he just can't take it. He would jump off his building, jump we off a very high building. We almost do have a number one every week. I know, I know. And I'm it's betting I could make that happen if I felt like it. I'm entirely sure you could. Then we have Detective Comics number 992. That's good. I like to see those high yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's a high number. <laughs> I know. And then we have the Avengers number 10, again with the low number. But I will I will give you a hot tip. One of these comics has what I consider a very ugly cover, and one of these comics has got bad reviews from a lot of different people. I'm not telling you which ones. I don't read other people's reviews, so I don't care. Okay. I'm not telling you which ones. Oh, you then. can tell me afterwards. They'll so see if I line up. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. And then for the random number general, we're going to talk about Stanley. We're going to talk about that man. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Yeah. And then we're going to talk about uh, a series that I watched last week, a couple weeks ago, something like that. The first. It's a it's a series, uh, Hulu original, that is about the first manned mission to Mars. Mm. Starring Sean Penn. Is that good? Is that bad? Well. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sean Penn can act if given the chance. Well, yes, if, if, if given the, the motive. Yes, yes. He has to be personally involved in the story to actually work it. Yes. Yeah, so he's not a... You know, I'll talk about it when we get to it. Mercy. La, 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 la. Nope. Yes. Sure. So, but besides you being horribly ill... Yes. What what has happened to you this week? Uh, uh, you got back from training. Got back from uh, training? Last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I learned so much. You, of course, you did. It was obvious training. Um, I beat Valkyria Chronicles four. You beat it. I beat it. That was good. Wow, good job. On hard. Of course you did. On I hard. haven't gotten back at all the trophies. So I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm not insane. Uh, I guess I can talk. About, I'll talk about that real quick. Okay. I was sitting there. I have, I really enjoyed the game. Beat it. Really enjoyed the first game. Really enjoyed this. The fourth game. And so I was pretty happy about all that. So when I was sitting in an airport for four hours, I decided to like look, I was looking around. I saw a review from Valkyrie Chronicles 4 popped up from Kotaku, I think it was. I clicked on it, and this guy tore the game apart. Said it was awful. Just hated the game. Said he could never get into the first game, but other tactic people who made other tactical games that he likes said how they were impressed by the design, how much they loved it. So he says, well, I guess they must be onto something because these guys are smart and they know what they're talking about. I can never really get into it. So I got the fourth one, and I was excited. And, oh, it's so bad, and there's anime tropes in it. And I'm like, uh, okay, you hate... All right, it's an anime and game. 
It, that's yeah, part of the theming yeah. of it. Basically, he hated yeah. the th- he hated everything about the game, which is well, no, he hated the he hated the theme of the game. Well, he actually he and how he liked, it was drawn. He liked the World War One era stuff. He didn't like how everything looked like it was through a filter. That's the style of the game. That's yeah. why you that's, play it. Yeah. He uh, didn't like how the game would switch between tactical and then like you'd have an action part. You'd have to like line up your sights and stuff. That's why you play the game. It's a feature. He didn't like how sometimes you could be aiming something and still miss. Well, that's RNG. And you said you like XCOM. XCOM does the same thing, where you mm. obviously will hit them and miss because of RNG. It's the same thing. He basically just he didn't like yep. the anime tropes in it. And, and so he, he hated anime. everything yeah, else. Yeah, basically hated the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. then he's like, oh, and it's sexist. It's like, how is it ever sexist? The head scientist is a woman. Uh, some of the head captains are females. The... But wait, 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 no, no. It is anime themed, so everyone's got big boobs and Actually, seems to no. be underage. Some of seems them to do. be underage. Well, some of them. They're all. They all seem to be underage. Well, <laughs> depending. I mean, there are a lot of the, there are a few characters who are seventeen, but that's because they enlisted early, which was well, no, 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 totally no, no, not no, unheard no. of. Uh, it is yeah, oh no, especially World War One. I. I mean, there there were sixteen year olds serving. Right. I mean, so... I get it. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, even those that are. Of age, yeah, they, they because look, of the cartoon style can look because, because of the anime style, they look underage, and maybe he yeah. didn't like that. And they colored his whole vision of the whole thing, so he, he made just, it sexist. I don't know. The guy was trying to sound like I'm too good for this game, and it his yeah, basically, his whole review went, went in like I didn't like the first game, so I, I definitely thought I would love this new game. Mm. It's the same, it's same game, man. Uh, you don't just, play a game and say, Oh, I hope I, the sequel is gonna be totally. So, Usually, when a sequel is totally different, people don't like it. Right. The sequel is a totally sequel. Different. It's a worthy sequel. Yeah. I thought the plot of the first game was stronger, but the second mm. game had some great stuff in it. He claimed he had a problem with some of the maps being like gimmicky, like uh, in this one, there's a giant ship. Which, well, yeah, that's the map. You can only beat it one way. Actually, no, there are multiple ways to beat these maps. I know because like some of the stuff he was complaining about, like, well, I beat that map in one round. So you're just really bad at the game. So, <laughs> so I was really annoyed that review, nothing. and I thought the game was like, what do you say, it took so long to beat this mission because I had to, like, no, there's a way around that, and I could beat that game, I could beat that map in one round. So you're just really bad at the game. He said he never even finished it. I could tell, you're really bad at it. And then you're blaming the game for you sucking. Yep. There are some games you just don't get, and you don't like, you know, which that's other fine. people love, and that's fine. And that's really what it seemed like. And I was like, you know what? I was well, really yeah, but if, if you're a good reviewer, you can say, okay, technically this is right. this is fine. It's much like other games. Technically, this is good. I can't fault it for that. But thematically, I can't get behind it. Yeah, you it just say stuff like it that. It seems like this was not the game for me, but no, he tore it apart. Yeah. And then like I see comments like, oh, thank God for this review. I was actually going to buy this game. It's like, you might like this game. This reviewer just hates it. Like if I did a review of uh, Madden... Uh, two, 2019, guess what? It'd probably hmm. be a pretty bad review, because I'm like, why are these guys all chasing a ball? You know, it... <laughs> I would say it looks kind of neat. It looks exactly like the last four games, which honestly is whatever review says anyway. But, you know, I was like, well, I liked Mutant League Football. I don't know why this is so different. This game's lame. Well, I like hmm. Blood Bowl. I, How come yeah, this? Well... I, I like something completely different. Right, I like something why, vaguely why similar. Like yeah, so... Yeah, anyway... But, oh, it'd be like if Heathen Dog going into a solo Jigoro musical version of Dragon Ball. You son of a bitch. The outcome is inevitable. You son of a bitch. Why would you? Uh, That's beautiful. Th- That's beautiful. I hate you. 
He's crying, I hate you. crying to himself with a big bottle of alcohol. Um. So yeah, that annoyed me, but I was happy to beat that game. I just started Start playing up. Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation 4, which everyone says is like one of the best games on the PlayStation 4. Like, ah, everyone's always, you know, just ecstatically praising it and falling all over themselves, see how wonderful it is. Um, and I got to tell you, like, the first hour of the game did not grab me at all. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, this is stupid. Oh, God, this is boring. And you're playing as, like, a little kid who, like, looks like some sort of weird mutant. I'm like, oh, God, why is my head so big? Oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> but after getting out of the little kid tutorial segment, after getting out of that, we're at the, actually at the very end of that. It started getting good. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's all right. And then after I get out of that, it starts getting better. And then like some crazy stuff happens. The game's really good. So it was one of those that took a little while to get rolling. I'm really enjoying it now. Okay. What do you have? So yeah, yeah. So Horizon Zero Dawn, good game. How about you? Okay. What do you? What, what's happened for you? Let's see. Uh, like I said, this week, two days, was burned by, you know, a seven-year-old being sick at home. Uh, and he had his birthday on Tuesday, well, and then he nice. got sick on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, the, the toy you see behind me right here is what he got for his birthday. It's the Thomas and Friends uh, uh, Super Station playset. It, it, it works on – oh, yeah, it works on uh, mechanical engines. It works on wooden engines. It works on minis. It works on nice. all like several different platforms of Thomas stuff. So we figure we get that, and he'd be good, and he loves it, which is why it's still there. I mean, yes. he, he won't let me take it down. I, I, I hint at we might have to put it back in the box for a while. He's like, no, why do you hate me? I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, fine. Whatever. And Legion of Myth is still here talking to us. It's like an ephemeral void. I don't know what is going on here. That was me. That's weird. Oh, it was you. Oh, okay. That was, me. Oh, that was all Gary again. No. Because right. it was funny because uh... yeah, Duncan said that writing that musical would hurt him just as much. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. All right, let's but get that, moving. Let's get moving. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. that was the early RNG. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Uh, you need to take over again, Heathen Dog. Okay, got it. Okay, well, let's see here. Uh, we're going to do first a special thank you to all of our subscribers for November. And as you can see from the loading in, there's a lot of them. And I hope they're all here because they're going to win some stuff. They're going to win some $20 gift cards today. Two of them. Or amazing. one or one very lucky subscriber might win both. And everyone will hate him. Yes. Or her. That's how it works. And, of course, after that, we have our top donators and, and patrons. Uh, Baldahar, thank you for all the Streamlabs donations. Uh, Zahn, outstanding cheer count, man. You're and, of course, G-Ren, Illuminati tier patron. He's awesome. And, of course, he's given us all the games we're going to give away today and all the games we're going to give away next month. Fantastic. So he's given us thank you, G-Ren. A lot of games. There you go. And, of course, our upcoming activities. Well, the subscriber giveaway is now. Right now. Oh, my God. That's right. 10 subscriber entries will activate the, the two $25 gift cards. 25 subscriber entries. And I give away my personal RX 580 8GB GPU. I will give it away. If 25 subscribers enter the giveaway, I will not only give away the Amazon gift cards, but I will also give away the GPU. And uh, this one is, is easily overclockable with uh, MSI Afterburner to exceed uh, 1060, uh, GTX 1060. 
obviously with a with the greater amount of ram it's good to go and of course uh, before we've given away a lot of stuff and you know tell tell everyone if you win go on twitter man yeah let tell the everyone world know of your yeah victories. exactly celebrate exactly. them yes yes so we start uh, right now we doing this no no uh gen con 2020 remember save your ducats Ticket registration starts in January 2020. Sign up for the stuff. Sign up for the games. May and the actual events can be sometime in August. We won't know until the end of next year. But hey, it's early, but start planning now. And of course, you can join the Legion by joining us on Discord. You can follow us on Twitter, or YouTube, and of course, watch us live here on Twitch. And you can support us otherwise by going to a Patreon subscription like GRN did or Streamlabs donation like Baldahar does or buy the gear, man. These are quality shirts. It's no joke. It's no joke. And of course, you can cheer us immediately through the Twitch cheer system to let us know that we're doing a good job or to let us know that you hate us. We will we will feel bad if you put bits behind it. We promise. And of course, uh, we've got Max Liao in Algeria. Uh, Max Liao, he streams on YouTube Thursdays and Fridays. And uh, well, he says Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I guess this is the new schedule. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, 12 noon central. Uh, he has commentary on everything to do with nerd stuff, you know, games, comics. Well, not so much comics, but games, uh, tabletop games, and uh, uh, yes, gaming websites. Amazing. Yes, and of course, he he uh, he throws up on YouTube uh, uh, Earth Dawn uh, archetype uh, descriptions for a the new fourth edition. Plethora of archetypes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't like that. He likes disciplines. He doesn't like the word archetype. Yet, That's cause... true. They are disciplines. Nerd yeah. Thought. Yeah, they are disciplines. And of course, Algarin, he streams every day. Ah, spider. 18 times a day. Yeah, spider. <laughs> uh, he streams, uh, actually, he streams every uh, Monday through Friday. He will stream uh, Shroud of the Avatar. And then Monday through Friday at the night, he will stream a variety of other games. And you'll see that list at the beginning. You saw it at the beginning, you'll see it at the beginning at the end. It's and of course, fantastic. you want to Exactly. You want uh, any kind of soda help? Well, obviously go to sodahelp.org or go to rpota.com for uh, all your role-playing and Shroud of the Avatar needs. Absolutely. A fabulous you, community you, there. That's right. You want me to do a disclaimer too? That's kind of my thing. Oh, go for it. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family, friendly atmosphere... There may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Outstanding. That was My great. throat is all torn up, but oh, we're going to keep going. Yes, and we're going to start our first giveaway. With We Were Here Too. That's right. That's Excellent game. game, and we're opening it right now. Exclamation point giveaway. Go ahead and throw up in here. Anyone can join this. You follow the channel, and you're good. You can win this game for free. Do it right now. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do it. Duncan, first out of the gate. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. That's right. Everyone enter. Come on. It's a good game. You'll enjoy it. And if you, but you, you have until the end of my segment. Which, and if you which don't enjoy it, that's on you mainly. I'm just saying. Yeah, mainly, yes. Yeah, Zahn is joined. Yeah. Come on, everyone. There's more of you out there. I see you. Oh, let him, let him trickle in. It's fine. This doesn't have a minimum cutoff like the subsequent. Oh, the Ventrix says we rock. Thank you, Ventrix. Oh. Well, then enter the giveaway, Ventrix. Come on. Win this game. Win a game. All you need is one friend. One friend, endless fun. I think you can actually connect to random people on this game, too. 
They have they have a system where you can go on their servers and try and get a try and get a friend to come up with you. <laughs> Elgarin says he cloned himself and they all stream. Well, well, yeah. The you, one made a copy of himself, copy of copy, never works out well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We learned that from the movie Multiplicity. That's true. Yes. Do. All right. So we're we moving on as we wait for more people to yes, join. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. People of the Earth, strap yourselves in, close your eyes, and join us on a musical journey. Picture yourself in a room, on a chair, around you is darkness. A voice calls in the distance as birdsong can be heard through an open window. Soft curtains gently waft in the breeze that comes in, bringing pleasant scents and the sensation of sunlight dapples across your skin. The voice becomes clearer, and it says to you, Someday, son, you will die. Heathen Dogs, Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals. Oh, man, that turned dark. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining us. I'm Heathen Dog, and I'm here to talk to you about uh, Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals. This week is going to be Hero Kids. This is a game specifically made for kids ages 4 to 10. And it is an amazing game. I read through it. I played through it with my son. He's 7. He's smack dab in the middle of this age range. And we had a blast. We had a ball. I'll talk about that in a minute. First, I'm going to talk about the particulars of this game. Publication date was 2012. Initially came out. And it's self-published by a man named Justin Halliday, who has a long list of, uh, of accomplishments in the video game and uh, in the video game genre and uh, an uh, impressive to me list with the tabletop RPG genre. And you can get this uh, draft the RPG, the PDF version for six bucks, five ninety nine. You can get a soft cover black and white version and the PDF for eleven ninety nine, or you can get the bundle pack PDF only. This is something like 10 to 15 books. It's the main book, the uh, magic supplement, uh, tools and items supplement, uh, more heroes. That's and, a lot of supplements. And pre-made adventures. I swear to God, 10, 10 to 12 books at least. That's really good. You get it all for 20 bucks, 1995. Excellent deal. Excellent deal. Now, let's talk about what is it. Like, lay it down for me, heathen dog. Well, that's what I'll do. This is family-friendly fun. This is it. All right? Like I said, for, kid, for kids ages 4 to 10, as they get older, the campaigns get more involved. Now, what I mean by that is they have levels of rules. They have the basic, what I call the basic, the regular, and expert. Basic, advanced, expert. I'm going to go with that. Basic, advanced, expert. And and if the age, they age out of the basic, like four and five, they get into six, seven, and eight. Then they get in the advanced. Then get nine and ten. They get to the expert rules. It just adds more complexity, which now they can handle. And it, it makes for longer gameplay, which, again, now they can handle. Okay, cool. rules light. Yeah, of course. Especially the four-year-old bird, the basic version. Rules light. Yes, you played rules light games before. No, man. No, you haven't. <laughs> you have not. The rules in this book are literally four pages long. Yay! That's good. <laughs> yes, it is. You only use d6s and a max of four or five of them at once at any time. That's it. That's cool. There yeah. is no addition or subtraction in this game at all. Like I said, it's our four-year-olds. That's preschool. They don't know how to add five and six and four and 
four and three. They don't know how to do that. So it's going to be counting the numbers up properly. No, no, it's not counting numbers either. It's just, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, amount, I'm going to say amount recognition, but it's called something different where you understand that four is greater than three, that six is greater than five and two is less than, less than three. You know, you understand that as long as you do, you can play this game. That's all it takes. That's yeah. it. Because there's no addition. You just have to know, the, oh, relative value of numbers. That's all you have to know. Relative value of numbers. That's it. And of course, as they get older, more rules are introduced to make it more complex. But still, no addition, abstraction, just relative value numbers for any role. And of course, there's no killing. Uh, the monsters or bad guys, uh, they either get knocked out or they flee. And you as a character, even in a party wipe, you are knocked out. You're not killed. You're knocked out. And if the party is knocked out, then uh, helpful people who came by take you to the nearest village where you wake up being healed. Or if uh, only one person, you know, is not knocked out and they win the they win the thing, that means everyone sleeps and the next day everyone is now awake with one less level of damage. I'll explain that a little later. Now, let's talk about the, the setting. It's a medieval fantasy world. All right. Uh, all of your characters are from the town of Rivenshore in the Valley of the Brecon Vale. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the Brecon Vale uh, has mountains to the north, and it is the northernmost portion, a uh, habited portion, of this continent. So it's cold a lot of times of the year. It's very Viking. All right. It's very Viking. You, you, you'll, you'll be able to tell by the, by the look of the, of the kids uh, in, the, in the pictures and stuff. Uh, the adults are away. All right? They are away uh, fighting evil in a foreign land to make sure it doesn't spill into the Brecon Vale or, or this continent. And so the kids are there to take care of the homestead and you know, the, the younger children and those who are farmers and stuff like that. The, these are the, uh, the apprentices who didn't who didn't uh, graduate to full warrior or wizard or rogue or hunter or whatever before the parents had to leave. So they were left in charge of the homestead. And so your, uh, your whole job is to protect your village from uh, evil that seems to be everywhere. Well, the reason is because Breckenvale is a bastion of fertile land in a cold area. This valley is a fertile zone in an otherwise cold and barren northern region. And that's great for the people who live there. It's also great for bandits and stuff who want to take from the only plentiful place in this region. This actually sounds like more background than I expected. This guy, Halliday put a lot of stuff into this. No, I mean, you. that's great. I, mean, I expected yeah. like, all right, here's your one page of stats. Now go kill a monster. You know. That is for the four and five-year-old. Yeah, no, this that. is yeah. good, all this background yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's nice. exactly. Yeah. Okay, now we get to the basic rules. Here we go. These are the basic rules. These are for the four and five-year-olds, all right? There are five statistics, five stats. Melee, ranged, magic, armor, and health. That's it. That's it. Now, each of these has a number of dice to roll. As you can see from the warrior here, he has two dice in melee, none in ranged and magic. Obviously, no magic, and he doesn't have a bow or a sling even. So he's got no ranged and he's got two armor because he's got a shield and he's got some, some half plate going on. So, uh, he, uh, he rolls on melee and he rolls on, 
on armor to defend against damage. I'm going to get into that in a second. But uh, other characters have have other strengths and other weaknesses. Uh, the warriors have great melee and armor, obviously, and hunters have range combat because they have a bow and arrow. Uh, wizards and healers, clerics, have magic and no melee and no range because magic is a, it's not as strong as melee or ranged, but it has both range modifiers. So, you know, you, you can shoot magic and you can do magic up close. Whereas a warrior can do really well in melee and no range, and a hunter can do really well in range, but no melee. It's a trade. I get it. It's great. Now, in combat, your highest roll wins. No adding, just highest roll. So the warrior, for example, has two melee, melee attack dice. Let's say he's fighting another warrior. So he rolls his two dice. He gets a three and a four. Now, the person he's hitting, another warrior, has two armor. He rolls armor. He rolls a one and a five. You look at the relative value, which is highest. You choose the highest value. The highest value of the attacker is a four. The highest value of the defender is a five. The defender takes no damage. That's it. That works. Yeah. And everyone does one damage. If you succeed in that roll, like if the attacker got a six and he got a, a, a four and a six and the defender got a five and a five, well, that's six beats a five. So there you go. One damage to the defender. Now, in the case of a tie, the next highest number goes. But if a warrior is fighting a mage, a mage only has one armor die. So a warrior rolls a six and a one for melee attack. The mage rolls a six armor. Well, they both tied on the highest number, so you go to the next highest number. Well, the mage doesn't have a number. The warrior has a one. Well, that's higher than nothing. The mage takes one wound. And th these are boxes. Again, you're not counting. It's nice and simple. Yeah, bruised, hurt, and knocked out. That's it. Very cool. That's all. Adventurers have three wound boxes. Very much like Shadowrun. I like it. Yeah, now, it's nice. I like yeah. it. Now, there's also the advanced rules. These are for the six, seven, and eight-year-olds. Or six, seven, and I have a very advanced eight-year-old. He's so smart. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> Just whatever. All right, we don't now, need to hear you. We don't need to hear that story. Exactly. We don't need to know that nonsense. Now, this, this introduces the exploration portion of the game. The exploration portion has ability checks. Uh, I got examples here. Like, uh, for uh, for example, uh, you have to go to the bad guy's hideout. Well, in the basic version of the game, you just you just uh, explain that you're traveling through the forest or through the glen or, or 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 down the river or whatever, and you describe it, and then you're there. Well, in the advanced version, there's an ability check of some kind to get there. Uh, you have to bash a locked door, lift something heavy, climb a wall or a tree, decode a message, break a magic lock, whatever. <laughs> okay, but you have to you have to roll an ability check to successfully complete the journey to the next objective. This adds another wrinkle, another hurdle to the game that is is for an an older child than four or five. Yes. Now, to do this, you get one die. Everyone gets one die. Like, for example, uh, decoding a message, you use your magic attribute, which is considered intelligence. All right. But a warrior 
has no magic dice. Well, that's fine. He can still roll because everyone gets a base die of one for an ability check. You get a try. And then if you're a wizard who is learned or a healer, a cleric, which is learned, then you get more dice to see if you can get the target number. An easy test is four. A moderate test is five. A hard test is six. If you equal or exceed this number, you succeed in the task. That's it. Makes it nice and simple. Exactly. Now, let's go to the expert rules. Now, this is a little looking a little more like D&D now. All right. You now you incorporate tools and skills into your checks. Like for example, in, in, in my examples here, intelligence chest for intelligence test for tracking. You get your base die of one, everyone gets one. You get your characteristic, this is an intelligence test. So you use magic. Well, this character doesn't have magic. He's a say he's a hunter. He doesn't have magic attribute. So he gets All nothing right. for that. But hunters have the tracking skill. So he gets a die for that. So he gets two dice to say follow an enemy or or uh, find someone who's hiding or whatever tracking and of course uh you want to cross a broken bridge you can uh if, if the person like oh i'm just gonna jump it well that's strength so you use your base dice if you're a warrior you get your two strength dice and if you have a rope well you could lasso the other side and when you jump you could also pull you get an extra die that's four dice now to roll your four, five, or six, depending on the on the the difficulty of this particular chasm. Great, you know, and it goes on like that. But it all depends how the kid describes what he's doing, depend which which will indicate which attribute he is using. And that for an older child, eight, nine, or nine or ten, or eight, nine or ten, if I have a special child, not uh, nine or ten. Uh, he, uh, he or she will understand that I am a wizard. I am a healer. I have to use my brain and not my, you know, hand-eye coordination or brute strength to get a better role. The older child will understand this and try and do it, try and outthink the problem instead of outfight the problem. Very good. Exactly. And then we have the adventure blueprint. At the end of the main book, it gives you a blueprint to build an adventure for each level of the game. Basically, oh, that's really adventure. helpful. So yes. you got less in the dark, like, well, what should I, what is good for this? That, I, that's really exactly. Smart. Yes. In the basic game, you have the foundation, which is the setup. For example, uh, your, your group is uh, patrolling the farmlands for bandits. Cause that's part of your job to, to protect the, to protect the food of the village of, uh, of Rivendell or whatever. And you, you, you come across a small farming village and they say, oh, we, we've been attacked by giant bats. Really? Every night, giant bats come and they and they, they, they try and kill us. We have to hide in our homes. We, we don't know what to do. Oh, well, well, we'll stay and we'll fight the giant bats for you. Okay. That's the foundation. That's the setup that actually gives you the cornerstone for the rest of the adventure. Then you have the first battle, the bats. At night, the bats come, the heroes hopefully beat them away and the morning comes everyone's very happy but the head the village elder is like well the bats come from this uh this cave on top of the mountain and they're just going to keep coming until someone takes care of the of the bat king oh well we'll go and take care of the bat king you the the, the journey happens and then you fight the boss which is the finale that's the four and five year old basic game 
Now in the advanced game, you can introduce more, more problems and more uh, story. Uh, the foundation is the same. The village is being attacked by bats at night and the heroes stay to fight off the bats so no one gets hurt that night. That which happens the first battle. And then the journey, climbing the mountain. There's going to be some kind of ability check to to sur to surpass the journey part, the mountain. Maybe it's a, a, a landslide happened and you have to figure out a way over a whole bunch of rocks or it's a climbing test, which is obvious, or it's a um, you're you're attacked by a, a bat of some kind to, to defend its home, something. There is some kind of obstacle that happens in the journey and then you you surpass the journey, you you overcome it and then you get to the boss battle and, and you, you fight the giant bat king. And then you have the expert game. The foundation is the same. The first battle is the same. The journey is the same. But it has now a problem-solving element, not just an ability check, but a problem-solving element because you have skills and items to use to help you overcome the problem. So it, be, it becomes, how do I attack this problem? Instead of, oh, I just have to roll decks because this I have to climb. No, 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 no. You could roll decks to just climb. You can use a rope to help you climb or... You could, uh, you could grab your swords and push them into the side of the hill to help you climb. That'd be a strength test, obviously. Or you could uh, use your intelligence, your magic attribute, to try and find a safer route a, you know, around the obvious sheer cliff that you're looking at. Or your tracking ability to, to uh, follow animals up. You know, whatever. Whatever they come up with, they're now old enough to have the ability to uh, think more logically and more creatively about the problem. And then you have another battle, maybe with problem solving. Maybe you get to the, 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 uh, the giant bat lair, but they have bat guards. Do you fight them? Do you sneak by them? Do you trick them? This is the second problem. Do you, do you, orphan, do you kill their parents and make them orphans? Something. Oh, God. I was a no, we don't. Once. We don't. We don't actually do that here because there's no. There's no killing. <laughs> All right, now, and then you get into the boss's lair. You have to make it to the boss's thing. Now, this is an optional, uh, a possible battle or problem solving to to get to the actual boss, and then you have a boss battle. So as as the uh, as you graduate from basic to advanced to expert, you have a whole lot more options. But even so, I made that up just now. I did not think about that beforehand. This is easy to do if you are an experienced role player and you're looking to teach your children. Using this framework, you can make any adventure right off the bat. It sounds like the framework is also great for like beginning uh, dungeon masters to show how to properly structure an adventure. So that's really nice. Yes, yes. For adults, you may, you're going to want to spend more time and write it out, and you know run it through your head a couple times to make sure it makes sense. But for kids, you just keep it simple, stupid. And it's going to be fine. Absolutely. So, yeah. Very yeah. cool. I, I love the Hero Kids system. Uh, and uh, I, I recommend, if, if you want to introduce your, your smaller children to uh, role-playing, uh, this actually uh, got my son. My, my son's big issue is with focus. This got him about 20 minutes in. He had to focus because I used, I used the advanced rules on him because he's in the exact mid-level range of the game. And uh, he, had to, he had to focus. He had to concentrate on what he wanted to do. And it got him to do that, which I'm completely thrilled with. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I'm going to be playing this with him a lot more. And 
it's actually great. Oh, and uh, to be fair, uh, in the exploration part of the journey, he mm-hmm. did fall off the cliff. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, th- this one was a cliff. It wasn't bats; it was skeletons. But uh, yeah, th- there there was a cliff because I wanted to use a cliff because he he decided he wanted to play the hunter, and the hunter has two dice in in range with his which is Dex. So I figured yeah. I'd give him the best shot, and he rolled it. he rolled double ones. It was Ooh, crap. Rough. Yeah. It was bad. He was just, it was a bad, it was a bad beat. Yeah. You know, just but, rough. Yeah. But he, yeah, he fell the cliff and he got knocked out. But the villagers, you know, picked him up and nursed him back to health and he went back and he, he did the second time. He was good. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, this what are your like thoughts? Great intro to RPGs. That sounds really Yeah. Neat. It's great. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think of the segment? What do you think of uh, your kids playing RPGs or, or kids in general playing RPGs? And do you have any suggestions about future games? I would like to know. I want to know. Let me know. Yes, absolutely. There you go. Thank you, everyone. Now, I think, you know what? I I, I think we should probably close the giveaway and see who won. Yes, let's uh, do we that. We were here, too. Let's close this giveaway. And let's see who won. Pick a winner. Raven's Lair Woo! 38. Woo! Look at Woo! that. Woo! Holy goodness. All right. Raven's Lair, congratulations. And I am going to... Uh, Throw into Whisper your, there we go, your Steam key. Here we are. Hey, Shimmer DC, how are you? There's Raven Slayer, okay. Whisper. All right, as always, everyone, don't miss an episode. You can watch Heathen Dog talk about RPG fundamentals every week. Elizabeth, and if you want to, you can follow on Twitch. Like, hey, I like watching. How can I notify if that happens? Well, there's a thing. You, oh, my God, it's awesome. And subscribe, and you can do that. And then your life is 10% better. But how can it be another 10%? Oh, you can subscribe with YouTube. Zap, zap, zap. Get those notifications. That's a full 20% improvement to your life. Results may vary. And for more Heathen Dog, you can find his past videos on YouTube, including his animated RPG segments, which are always entertaining. And his team-ups with usually that Garthon guy in Neverwinter and Star Trek Online. And now, on Thursdays, there's a bonus of Elgarian in Star Trek Online. Yes. Watch the three of us play low-leveling up with our Discovery Era newbies as That's we right. fail across the galaxy. Yes, we have uh, we have Tilly's daughter as a, as a character. A, yeah, as a character. Uh, Tilly's daughter is is uh is playing with us so that's it's always entertaining <laughs> Gosh, the angry old grandpa mccool and the tilly daughter argue as my yes. vulcan character just kind of deals with it and make sure <laughs> nothing is on fire there you go that's exactly what your people do make sure nothing's on fire the fire God damn it i hate that fire i hate officer. that that's why fire officer can suck it hey we're safe so, Monopoly Plus War Mind, many games to check out, and also check out his personal stream, Monday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern, where he's playing Call of Cthulhu. It's creepy. Or he'll say he's on his phone, sent to a Steam account. All right. Maybe. Well, that takes a lot more effort. I just I just gave it to you on uh, Twitch Whisper. You can you can wait till you get home. You're not going to install it on your phone, are you? Especially since we're about to start a second giveaway. Old Man's Journey. Now, this one's a little different. All right. This one, I admit, is different. It is a uh, it is a story of an old man who uh, who goes on a journey, reflecting on his life, and realizes that his life was good. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. It's not it's not a lot of action oriented. It's, well, no, it's, uh, it's a story problem. Game. Yeah, it's it's problem solving, 
and uh, and and choices have to be made. You know, you can make good choices, bad choices, and it will affect the ending, stuff like that. Well, let's open but, up uh, that it, giveaway. Yeah, it, it is amazing to uh, to unwind on. That that's what this one is. And go ahead and type exclamation point giveaway to win. Just like the, last uh, time. That's right. The animation is excellent. Uh, it is uh, it is comic book animation. I love these kind of games is, that are you know. It is a yeah. It is a comic book too story. Crazy, thought provoking yeah. at times. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely yeah. thought provoking. I've yeah. I haven't played it obviously because you know I wouldn't be able to give away the key, but uh, I have watched some uh, some YouTube stuff on it and it is it is an interesting story. It is good and you know what I I got I got a little uh, uh, eye sweat at one Just point. A little bit. A little bit. Just so, a little bit. So I was cutting onions in the room. Yeah, exactly. It was I was wafting down from the kitchen. It was crazy. Must be. Yep. All right. So now, everyone, cleanse thy mind and ready thyself. As Garth attempts not to cough, as we go through everyone's equally favorite segment of the show. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. Garthon buys comics and reads them. And he sometimes he cries about his choices. But here we are. Uncanny X-Men number one. Legacy number 620. Which is interesting because when I mentioned the number, he and the dog said, well, aren't they going to be on like like, like 600 or something now? Like, I think they're at like 500. But no, he was right. They're yep, 620. Uh, written by Ed Brisson, Matthew Rosenberg, and Kelly Thompson. Art by Mahmoud Asran. Colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Cover by Lionel Francis Yu and Edgar Delgado. All right. Uh, this is a this is a book of their reintroducing the Uncanny X Men as its own standalone series. Again. Again. Well, they have like red and blue and green and purple and Whatever. polka dot and Xavier yeah, Fan Club. Yeah. So they have to Chartreuse. Like, yeah, they brought back Uncanny X Men, uh, and because they don't have Wolverine back yet, I don't want to talk about that. You have X23 because you have to have a Wolverine. Basically, it's kind of yeah. like the X Men you loved. In the is 90s. that Jubilee? That is Jubilee. Ugh. Where? Right. Wait, on the cover? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jubilee, hey, right. Jubilee's grown up. She's not the annoying kid anymore. She's, you know, she has her own child now, for gosh sakes. She was a vampire okay. for a while. But yeah. we aren't going to talk about that. Okay. Um, the art isn't bad. It's not great. That's the thing about this art, though. At no time was there any scene where I was like, wow, this art is great. And maybe that's part of the coloring. The coloring is like, especially like this fight scene is like, well, this is part of no. a dream sequence, no, it, but it's 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 not the coloring; it's the actual art style. The art's is just very minimalist. Okay, the yeah, coloring it, is no okay. Detail. It's not bad at all. No, no, it, but, just, it's just lacking in detail. Yeah, there's nothing that ever maybe jump up and say, "Oh, wow, yeah. look at this book." Um, so I didn't like the characterization of how some of the characters were done. I thought a lot of them were kind of off character from other comics. I don't like how. Um, Psylocke is now back to her original British Betsy Braddock body because ever, I guess they got tired of having a sexy ninja around with them all the time who was awesome so they went yeah. back to her original really lame form that everyone hated awesome good um, job so uh, the art could be better coloring is actually pretty good most of the time most of the time coloring is pretty well, good well in, in this slide you were looking at right now it's it's all red because it's fighting and lots, lots of blood and anger and stuff so I, I get the mood color yeah, but you know the colors are pretty good. I, I don't like the art very much though. The uh, the story also mm. is trying to be mysterious, 
but I'm really tired of everything in time going wrong with the X-Men. And now apparently the mul Jamie Maddox, the multiple man, knows something is messed up in time, and he's trying to find Kitty Pride to ward her, but Kitty Pride gets blown up. And the most interesting thing is a beginning plot line, which actually might turn into something, where a bunch of the junior trainees from the mansion are going with Kitty Pride on a mission. And they're going to go because they because Forearm was seen about to attack a medical facility that specializes in anti-mutant medical stuff. And they're mm -hmm. like, Forearm? What kind of loser is that? Well, he's a loser from the 90s uh, whose mutant power is basically having four arms. Oh, Forearm. Yeah. Okay. He's, That's he, an amazing play out. No, it's not. It sucks. Um, yeah. He has a, what else, 73? Uh, yeah, Jubilee is like 28 or 28 now. I think she's the only the person in comics that is actually aging. Well, I'll be a little kinda, slowly. But. Yeah, but she's like 28 now. She has a kid. Um, I don't remember who the father is. Who cares? She was a vampire. I don't know. It's just... Anyway. The, the, the baby's half vampire, apparently. I don't know. No, she was a... That was before, I'm not going to talk about it. So, <laughs> I'm trying to make this quick. But they Sorry, have a nice beginning plot line where Forum spotted this thing, and the, so Kitty Pride is taking a bunch of the... Uh, the trainees out to confront him, and they're like, "Wow, we have to fight out a forearm. His power is having four arms. That's like really pathetic." They're like, "Oh, what a loser!" And then all of a sudden, Kitty Brown's like, "Oh, uh, oh, uh," oh, and she's like, "My powers, I can't turn them off." And then they're like, "What?" As she falls out of the plane, they're like, "Uh oh, something's happening." And then something blows up the plane. They're like, "Ah!" They can't fly it. It crashes into the science lab. And then when they're like getting out, of, they barely escape the plane before it crashes into the lab. And then they find Forearm and the rest of, who are they, the Marauders? Basically, mm. 90s X-Force villains. A bunch okay. of them are there. That's the Marauders, yeah. The, you got Forearm, you got a bunch of other losers. I don't even want to know their names. So, Wild Child, who is another Wolverine child. Um, yep. That's great. He is pretty prolific with his DNA. Wolverine has more kids than anyone else in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Once you start, I'm not kidding. He has like 20 kids, and that's but not even counting alternate timelines. Yeah, he didn't even make them the right way either. I know. Oh my God, it's it was really, all really... stolen genetic material. That's just mean. No, some of them he actually had the right way. Well, some of them, yeah. I mean, he he's been around a long time. He's probably you know had right. some accidents along so the way. It's so it's a forearm, dragoness, samurai, strobe, and wild side. So it's not even wild child. It's wild side. So it's a different one. So oh, anyway, sure. Uh. So they start, the the junior trainees start fighting these guys, like, oh, ha, it's for them, ha, ha, and they start getting their asses whooped by these bad guys. Just, it's actually really kind of pathetic. They just start getting their asses totally kicked. Uh, to where they're like, call the X-Men, call the X-Men, call for backup, oh my god, ah! Because at first, like, ha, ha, and then Forum's, like, whooping the hell out of them. It's like, ah! <laughs> Which really? is great. Well, no, they Forum's got... actually pretty tough, and these guys are, like, you know, teenage trainees. Forum has mm. a lot of experience on his side. And he actually is tough and super strong. Not Hulk level strong or anything, but... So they end up having... The X-Men jump in. And... Well, not... Well, the Uncanny X-Men jumps in. X-23, all those guys. They jump in. Ha-ha! And they whoop the crap out of the bad guys, like, really easily. Mm. Like, just, in, just you know... Trainees need a lot more training. Yeah, Got the it. trainees get teleported out. They're like, no, wait, we can still... Nope. They just get teleported out. And then X-23 goes, Berserker Barrage! And, you know... And everyone, everyone <laughs> falls over. The uh, so, and that leads to a plot line where 
Maddox is trying to find Kitty Pryde, but he's too late, and like some horrible thing is going to happen. Um, the the bad guys were trying to attack the facility because the facility has developed a mutant X gene vaccine. So basically, if you give it to a baby, it will actually shut down their X gene, so it will stop them from becoming a mutant. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so like when they're confronting the junior X-Men, they're like, you know what? We're stopping these guys because they're treating us like a disease. We're trying to stop them from doing that. No. That's wrong. Oh, that is And the good guys line. are like, uh, what is, uh, it's a story. It's not really dumb. It's a story they've done before, though. Yeah. No, the, the reason it's dumb is because you're not eliminating the gene. You're suppressing it, which means every generation you have to keep doing the same thing well, yeah, you're over gonna have to keep and over again. You have to keep vaccinating and, polio and mumps. Oh, oh, no. What's worse is that all of the all of the muty haters out there aren't going to know that they hold a muty gene it's just been, been suppressed and they're going to interbreed with all the muty haters and there's going to be no more non-mutants anywhere in like five or six generations and then you just failed i'm not following your logic at all but okay so what you don't, you uh, don't get it i don't get it what you're saying at all okay so the uh so that's going on there's some senator who's all blah blah mutants bad we should vaccinate them as it gets heated, and then all of a sudden, Madrick shows up, and then there people get attacked, and he was trying to stop it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So the the book is trying to be mysterious. Try it's funny at parts. I kind of liked it. Didn't love it. It was okay. It was all right. So what do I give this wonderful book? Well, you know, it was a book. About things that happened once upon a time. Uh, the art was okay. I give it three stars. It entertained me. I didn't love it, but I was entertained. Three stars. Okay, actually, number one. Was that the book everyone hated? He the dog. I'm not saying yet. I'm not oh, saying. All right. Next up, Batman, Detective Comics, number 992, written by James Robinson. Art by Carmine G. Gian Domenico. Domenico? I'm sick. I'm not thinking right today. Colors by Ivan Placencia. Cover by D. Gian Domenico and Placencia. So the same guys. Basic story that's been leading up so far. Two-Face has basically led a series of clues, left a series of clues for Batman to figure out to find him on purpose because someone left over from one of his previous cases as Harvey Dent has come back and he's bad. And he's teamed up with a cult known as Cobra and they're with a K and they're all going he likes his people I, I, I understand what you're saying he the dog it's a non-argument because they're doing that anyway so whatever <laughs> two stars so this book uh, basically at this point to take down Cobra to find things to find a bunch of stuff out. There's been a lot of stuff leading up to it. Two-Face has temporarily teamed up with Batman and Commissioner Gordon to take down Cobra before the Cobra agents can come and uh, destroy Gotham. Because only Two-Face was able to like get inside the organization, the organization, understand what they're doing. He has the personal connections. He's been able to help Batman along with their clues and stuff. So it's actually been a very neat team-up with Two-Face where they're dealing a lot with his how much of Harvey Dent is left in there, and he keeps arguing there's none, and they keep saying, well, then why are you helping us? 
why did you say that these people are just going to destroy Gotham and it deals with dense old cases? Like, all right, maybe there's a little spark, but trust me, it's nothing. It's over. So it's, they've done some nice interplay with that. I think James Robinson does a great job writing uh, Batman and Two Faces' uh, relationship in this. I like this splash page. That's why I chose it. You can see how strong the art is. Lots of de detail on stuff. I love the way the characters are drawn, the way they move. Uh, the action scenes in the book are great. I love. It is the... a stark difference from X Men. Yes, it is. I love the moody coloring of it all. Um, and then things get revealed that actually this is part of a larger plan, and between Two Face and Batman, and with help of the GCPD and Batman's little Bat team of outsiders, they will stop everything. So it's kind of a sum up of what's happened before. A nice sum up of uh, Two Face's current stance as a character. I really enjoyed it. This was a fantastic book. Not the best ever in the universe, I'm not saying that, but I really enjoyed this. And I was surprised because when the first I introduced with how the story was lining up with like a someone dying, and I was like, oh, he's like, oh, I am a detective. I guess I'll detective for once. You know, it was actually really nice. Um, not a perfect book by any means. But gosh, the art's really strong. And I liked the writing. And the characters all felt true to what they've been before. I really like this book. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Mm. So if I could give 4.25, I would. But I can't. So four stars. All right. Oh, there it is. Baldahar, hit it. If he's here. Four stars. Four. Better be here. Detective Comics. Number 992. Very strong book. I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Last up. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, The Avengers, number 10. Uh, Legacy number 700. That's why it says Heroic 700th issue on the cover. Hmm. I don't have that cover. But it's not. I don't have that cover. I have really? the X-Men on the cover of mine, because when you're getting the Avengers, you want the X-Men on the cover. So, uh, written by Jason Aaron, David Marquez, and Ed McGinnis. Art by er Fraser Irving, Adam Kubert, and Andrea Sorrento. Colors by Justin Ponser, Eric Asiendia, Fraser Irving, Matthew Wilson, Giada Marchisio. That's a heck of a name. Cover Ed McGinnis and Marte Garcia. That's a lot that's of people. That's a lot of folk. It yeah, is that's a, a lot of folk. It is a thick man. book. It is a big, right. big book. So was Uncanny X-Men. That was a big book, too. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, who... Uh, I can't remember his name. Who was the artist that did like three books a month for a while? Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I know Sean Murphy did everything in a Sean Murphy production. Well, that, that's true. He, he just changed his name if that's that right. had other people are. Yeah, uh, but no, no. There, there, there was a guy who did uh, who, who did three books a month for like three or four months. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who that was, but he was he really was uh, good. he was the inker or color. He was he was like uh, he he was. You know, uh, Inker or Penciler on, like, three books. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who but was. But that's the two hardest things. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Oh, I don't remember his name. He was amazing. But... Yes. There's a lot of people in this book. It's a lot of pages. Adam Kubert barely does anything, though. That's why it's surprising to see him. He's a semi-legendary in the business. That is not him doing this cover, obviously. Because <laughs> that cover sucks. I hate what they've done with She-Hulk. Like, every reasonable person... Oh, I my hate. God. I didn't even look at that. What is with the face? Uh, basically, remember when I was buying She-Hulk and then that new writer took over and it turned into absolute dumpster juice and I stopped yes. reading it? Yes. The end result of that limited series, it became limited because it sucked so bad, was sure. they turned Jennifer Walters into Bruce Banner circa 1976. Shut up. 
where he's really moody and can't control the Hulk, and he's always afraid of the beast within. That's where she's at now. And so Wait, the Hulk, the she when it comes out, is now super big and buff, but somehow not as strong as previous She-Hulk was. But now she irradiates energy, so it actually burns people. It's uh, terrible. Yeah, I don't want to talk they about that They need to fix that fast, because it's crap. That's awful. Yeah, that's what happens when you let non-comic writers... Well, that's a blanket statement I don't mean to make. But there are some people, like you say, hey, I like how that person writes young adult books. Let's have no. them write this marquee character. How about and this? How about this? How about this? Non-comic fans. If yeah. you were a fan of She-Hulk, you wouldn't have you done this You would not have done to that to her. No. Yeah, basically no. it's a female Hulk. It's not a different character, Mark Hawkman. Mark Hawkman says it right. It's a female Hulk. It's yep. not She-Hulk. It's not that character anymore. It's nope, not anymore. Just Hulk as a girl, you know. Take Jennifer a normal Hulk awesome. comic, put yep. some put some plaster scene boobs on it, and there you yep. go. It's the exact same longer thing. Longer hair, longer hair. Yeah, longer hair, plaster scene boobs, and it's the exact same thing. There's no difference. Um, except somehow she's making out with Thor because I guess Thor's into big muscly women now, which what with with anger management issues. I guess it doesn't make sure. Any damn sense. Okay, I I quit. Move on. So this is awful. New Ghost Rider's cool. He has a like awesome muscle car. Great. Um, so, gosh, this comic. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. General crux of the comic is all sorts of hell breaks. So the Avengers are getting things their their act back together. But it starts out really interesting in Siberia, where you get introduced to like something happening a delivery being given to Major Mikhail Ursus, codename Ursa Major. He's a bear. He likes vodka. Ur- Ursa Major, yeah, I know. He's He's been around for a while. He's a Soviet super soldier. Yeah. And then you start seeing right, dark... he, has, he has force field powers, right? He's just super strong. I thought he had also had a mini force field around his body. He might have that too, I don't remember. I don't know, okay. Uh, Duncan says he wants a comic about that bear. <laughs> <laughs> Ursa Major is a fun character. Uh, all the Soviet supers are, are actually interesting characters. Like then you see Darkstar and uh, Vanguard trying to recruit Dmitry Burkow. Like, hey, hey, they're putting the team back together. The Avengers suck and have abandoned everything, and there's all this crap going down. And Namor is tearing the hell out of our people in the RLC. So hmm. we're gonna the government's reforming the team. Like, well, who's this chick behind you? That's the Red Widow. She's the newest product of the Red Room. He's like, yeah, I'm going to say, for, you mean she's uh, she's our leash. And as we get our line, she'll slit our throats. She's like, no, no, she's on the team. He's like, yeah, I don't believe you for a second. Mm. Uh, what else? Three, three says, does he have a cappuccino machine? Because he doesn't, that ain't much big deal yet. So, the, uh, but he, that, that, that guy you see in, on the right is Crimson Dynamo, who is Soviet uh, Iron Man. Again, yeah, Soviet Iron Man, yes. But yes. not as good. Well, no. She's not smart. Well, so they're reforming that team. It's like, oh, man, they're actually bringing back the Soviet super soldiers who have been, like, abandoned since there's no more Soviets. And uh, so they are getting back together to defend Russian interests since Namor has gone nutso. Namor is, in this issue, attacks an undersea science city, basically a small city. Okay. Well, it's a small town. Okay. Domed under. So we're doing, oh, we're doing scientific research. We love the oceans. Trying to help clean it up. He's like, ah, you are expelled from the oceans, air breathers. And all his minions 
start attacking as well. And so the Soviet, well, the former Soviet, the Russian super soldiers show up. And they're like, you will stop this madness. And he's like, yeah, bring it on. And wait, wait. Well, the Avengers show up first. They're like, no, you will stop this. And they are fighting back. And they're like trying they're trying to do everything peacefully, but a couple of Namor's crazier henchmen, like they're based like prawn, giant prawns with arms and legs, sure. like start about to attack a, a little kid because they want to feed. And Captain America hits him with a shield, like, alright, game on, everyone starts fighting, because he has to defend the kids. The big fight happens, and then in the middle of the big fight, the Soviets show up. Well, the Russian super soldiers show up. They're like, ah, oh, you Avengers are weak. You gotta stop them. And they're like, what are you idiots doing here? We're here to protect Russia's interests. This is, uh, yeah, we got the end. So they start helping until they don't. Right up until two of the members of the Russian super soldiers are two Russian gods. Um, ah, I want to get their names. Do so I want to get them wrong? I don't care. I know you don't care. I'm going to get it right. Russian gods, they're worthless. Well, it's from the old uh, Chernobog and uh, Perun, the Slavic storm god, and the, and Chernobog, the Slavic god of darkness. Sure. So they show up. But eventually, those two gods start, you know, getting a fight over who is to, like, claim victory over one of the foes. And they end up fighting each other. And then Thor's like, hey, you guys need to break it up. And they're like, oh, you want to get in on this? And all of a sudden, then, you know, those two teams start attacking each other. And Namor's like, you know what? We're done here anyway. Uh, but he's like, you, prodded people. And he kills them. Mm. It's like, you will, everyone will obey my orders. And his team's like, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. And then they leave. Meanwhile, while this fight's going on, Red Widow is reporting back to headquarters about everything she saw. So she's not she's really helping. Plant, obviously. Yeah, yeah, she's not helping her team at all. She's just like, you know, Crimson Dino said. She's their leash. It will slit their throats if they get out of line. Mm-hmm. Like he said in the beginning, because he's not dumb. He's still there. Cause I guess yeah, he figured... I mean, he, he, he's less than Iron Man, but he's not stupid. Right, he's not dumb. But also yeah. you got to figure, he's there because once he saw that the assassin is right there, he's like, well, if I don't get in the suit, she's going to kill me as soon as everyone else leaves. So might as well get in the suit. He's not dumb. So they... Um, that was interesting. It was actually, I like seeing the interplay of the giant teams... Uh, the big teaser at the end is General Ross is like talking to a shadowy figure. It's like, okay, the Avengers have abandoned America. We need an American super team, so I'm reactivating you. And the shadowy figure is like, oh, I was never unactive, but I was glad to be back. It's like, yes, welcome back, Agent Coulson. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> and Agent Coulson says, yes, and I have that new team we've recruited, and it's Squadron Supreme. What? Hyperion, what? Uh, Prince Power Princess, all those guys. Basically okay. like Marvel's version of the Justice League. Okay. And they're going to be America's new defenders. Awesome. I'm on board. I like Hyperion, depending who's writing him. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Hyperion's he, a weird character. He, yeah, he's gone through lots of ups and downs. Um, writing he has. For a while, he was actually on the Avengers, and then things got weird, and then all of a sudden, he just wasn't mentioned anymore. Uh, I don't know. So... Lots of crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, then there's like two su- or three sub-stories in the book. I'll mention one of them because it was interesting. Where you have the Wasp infiltrating uh, Romania, well, the part that used to be Transylvania, um, and infiltrating Dracula's castle. 
And if she gets spotted, the vampires are after her. She's like, ah, but she gets away, and she's there to rest. And you see her, like, slip into, like, a prison cell that's in the bottom of the castle in the dungeon. And she's like, hey, Blade, how would you like to be an Avenger? Yeah, pass. As you see Blade chained to the wall, all Wesley Snipes looking. Oh, Oh, chained to the wall. Okay, yeah, you get me out of the wall? Sure. Yeah, basically that's his opinion. Um, Yeah. But he, uh... He just says, uh, or, or I need my glasses. He has a pretty good line. He's like, how would you like to join the Avengers? He says, give me my swords. She's like, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> so, Blade is going to be on the Avengers. Because why not? Yeah. Yes, yes Raven Slayer. Dracula, Dracula cast. Count Dracula yes. has a long history in Marvel Comics. Yes, he does. Mark Hawkins said, love the X-Men had three of them fight each other. Oh, that was a brutal yeah. storyline with the uh, right. different Hyperions. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. What, was, wasn't there a what-if where Wolverine was turned a vampire and killed Dracula and became Lord of all vampires? Yes, there was also what-if where Wolverine became Lord of the vampires. There's also yes. an Elseworlds where Batman became Lord of the vampires. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. But, yeah, so... It sounds funny to say Dracula, but he has a long history in Marvel Comics. So yes, really it's, long. He's, it's he's totally he's in the canon. all the anime. Yeah. yeah, he's totally in the canon. So, yeah. what... Um, I liked this book when it's at its wackiest super soldiers, um, fighting Avengers, fighting neighbors, sea undersea freaks, and you're bringing. I liked all that. I don't like that Atlantis is attacking again, but I like the way they put it up. I don't like the sub stories in the book. I liked the art a lot. I actually liked where this book is going because it's insane, but I see where it's going. Whereas what the first eight issues. I wasn't too fond of because it didn't really have a clear direction. You're mm-hmm. fighting space gods and stuff, and who cares? And it was just really a lot of who cares, and there's blood of the bugs and the earth. and the... It was stupid. It was like trying to be too cosmic and trying to be deep, sure. but it was ridiculous. This is more of what I want to see in superhero books. Over the top, big teams fighting each other, high stakes. Sure. I like it. I really like this book. I... Four and a half stars liked it. What? Yeah, I really like this book. Hey, you bring back the Russian super soldiers, and I'm happy. You bring back Squadron Supreme, and I'm happy. This book did everything I wanted to do. Captain America was was not a jerk, but he stood up for the for people who are gonna get hurt. Iron Man was, you know, kind of a dick, because he is. You know, I liked this book. I didn't love it. The art is really strong in the book. The coloring is really strong. I can see that. I ah, there's very little to complain about in this book, in my opinion. Now, there is some stuff, if the sub-stories in the back, the three sub-stories, two of them are worth complaining about. But those are sub-stories. I'm not counting them against the book. Ooh, they're they're like a, bonus material. Like, when you buy a movie on DVD, you're buying the movie. The bonus material is either there or not, you know? Mm. It could be a reason okay. to buy it, but it's never a reason not to buy it. All right, fair enough. You know, it's like, oh, man, I really want to buy Die Hard, but it also has a bonus material of a three-hour interview where Bruce Willis sings the entire time. Okay, you're not going to watch that. No, I'm definitely going to watch that. Are you crazy? <laughs> but. What are you nuts? Well, I would too. But it's going to be awful, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I want to watch it. So, basically, you can that's have both shows you want to watch. That's why I bought the Blu-ray, damn it. Four and a half stars. Really liked this book. I. The art on the cover sucks so bad compared to a lot of the art inside. But like yeah, the, I know. It, it is the definition of stark contrast. Yeah, it's like, why would you put that crap cover on this good art interior? Why? Like I said, I have an alternate cover, which is 
looks really good. That's really good art. It's the X-Men, but it's really good art. Uh, it's I don't know why it's celebrating the X-Men because they I guess they have an anniversary or something. But all right, fine. Good book. All right. Now, which book did I did I not review right? I am not telling you until the end. I'm not telling you until the this end. This is the end. No, it's not the end of the show. All right, we have to. What we have to do? Uh, you have to finish up, and then we got to close this. Game. All right, let me know what you think of this. If you have any other comic books you want me to read, let me know. Let me know. So don't miss an episode. Follow on Twitch to get notified. Yeah, subscribe. Everyone's happier then. You can do it on YouTube too. And lightning bolts will shoot from a bell. Or bing, to bing. a bell. And bing, thus bing, bing, bing. was the creation of the bell telephone system. Whoa. That's the history lesson for today. <laughs> if you want more Garth, you can find it on YouTube. Team Ups with Heathen Dog. Go to YouTube. Look at Legion of Myth. I'm there. Watch the streams. My stream is on Sunday. But there's other people there all the time now because everyone wants to be my friend. And I appreciate that. It's actually because I'm not very good, so they need to prop me up, and I appreciate that. So that is Sunday at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Check it out. Check out Pastor Reeves. Feel the love. Garth it out. All right. Let, let's go ahead and close this giveaway. What else? You're already in. Don't stop. Don't, don't do it anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's close it, and let's pick a winner. Mar Hawkman. Mar Hawkman Congratulations. is the winner. Woo. Congratulations, Mar Hawkman. You will I'm enjoy that to... game, I think. Yes, you will. I, I truly thinking believe. man. You'll enjoy that. Yes. Hey, hey, that's insulting people who aren't thinking men. No, all men all men will enjoy this. All women will enjoy this. Well, all if they children weren't thinking people, they wouldn't realize they were being insulted. All children will not get it. No, they will not. <laughs> that's the way it is. But he now has his he now has his key. Excellent. Congratulations. But I believe now, uh, we're going to go, what? To the subscriber-only giveaway? In a minute. That's right here. Do it it's right here. Oh, it's right here. There it is. Subscriber-only giveaway. It starts right now. We're going to reset this. Bam, bickety-bam. And we're going to go... All of you subscribers, open the giveaway subscribers now. Subscribers only. Subscribers only. And subscriber, bam. Open giveaway. Only subscribers can enter. So, if you want to get one of two or if you're lucky both amazon 25 dollars gift cards all you have to do is subscribe to this channel right now or if you're a subscriber just type in exclamation point amazon right now minimum of 10 folk 10 if 10 subscribers do not join i'm not giving away my hard-earned cash not doing it so 10 subscribers minimum, 25 subscribers join in. I will give away a graphics card as well. Yep. But let's see if we can get 10 subscribers to join in on this. Yes. To give this away. So come on, everyone. Join in. If you're a subscriber, join in. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe. If you have a Prime subscription, you have a free Twitch subscription you could use to join. There it is. See how that all is like the circle with the Amazon and the Primes and the joinings and the Twitches. Yes. Spend that zero dollars to get to try and get twenty five. It's a good deal. I like that. We don't have. Yeah, there's not twenty five online tonight, which is, I guess, the holidays. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but hey, there's sixteen, so we can get ten people for the subscriber giveaway. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So. And I will be back in a moment. Well, I was going to move on while that percolates. Go ahead and move on while that percolates. That's awesome because you you're the one who can talk about. Stanley, much I better than can I can a little bit. All right, everyone. In the RNG, first up, we're going to talk about the passing of Stan the Man Lee. 
Oh, that's a good picture. 1970s Stan. Kind of like that. All right, so everyone pretty much has an idea just who Stan Lee is. Real name, Stan Lee Lieber. I uh, took their pen name of Stan Lee because he was convinced he was going to write the great American novel. Oh, 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 share and subscribe. <laughs> Getting a sub to share. <laughs> So anyway, he was convinced he was going to write the Great American Novel. He realized later that was kind of silly because he already made he's made his contributions. That's why he didn't use his real name. His brother, though, also works at the comics, and he does use his real name, Lieber. Stan Lee is a pivotal character in the creation of modern comics and modern pop culture on a, a pretty large scale. That's hard to appreciate, honestly. I feel like it's some of the characters he created... For the Marvel Comics, I made a... I can't even call it a partial list. Uh, there are literally hundreds of characters created. Uh, these are just some of the notable ones. Uh, Doctor Octopus, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Avengers, Daredevil, Vulture, Sandman, Lizard, Electro, the Fearsome Four, Mysterio, Green Goblin, Kraven the Hunter, Scorpion, Jackal, Gwen Stacy, Rhino, Mary Jane Watson, Shocker, Prowler, Blob, Toad, Magneto, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Juggernaut, The Sentinels, Bolivar, Trask, Mole Man, Galactus, The Watcher, Scroll, Silver Surfer, Ronan the Accuser, Annihilus, Hulk, She-Hulk, Abomination, Daredevil, Kingpin, Owl, The Purple Man, Stiltman, Spider-Man, Gladiator, Iron Man, Pepper Potts, Mandarin, Edwin Jarvis, Madame Mask, Whiplash. The list is huge. Many of these are very known, especially the movies that brought a lot of note to the characters. But even before then, as far back as the 1960s, you have people singing songs about their characters. Um, yes, uh, criticism has been leveled at Stan Lee that he did not wholly create these characters. So you say the ones he didn't create. In Marvel, yeah, pretty much. Uh, he worked very closely with associates. Uh, Steve Ditko with Spider-Man, things like that, and that whole universe. Um, no, that was John Romita, sorry. Steve did Jack Kirby. John Jack Romita. Kirby. I was about to get to Jack Kirby in the film. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But he worked with a lot of co-creators on things. Uh, when you first start into comics, you just see presented by Stanley at the top of every Marvel book, and yeah. you know he made Spider-Man, and so he gets kind of like an almost deific persona about him. He was always the happy, bombastic promoter of Marvel comics. Uh, the ambassador for Marvel since the 1960s. He created the Mary Marvel marching band. He created he created uh, the Excelsior and Nuff Said uh, taglines everyone from Marvel knows. Um, but when you start getting more into knowledge, you start getting that, that second generation of fandom. When you start getting into that, well, Stan Lee's fame eclipsed guys like Kirby or Ditko or... Romita, who actually did a lot of the heavy lifting with the way that Marvel Comics were done uh, early on, where Stan Lee would they'd have, would say, okay, here's the basic idea. Doctor Doom has come down from Latveria. And, you know, he'd lay out a basic plot. And then Jack Kirby would go back to his desk and he'd draw, he'd kind of, okay, I'll plot out here, draw the whole comic himself, kind of give some ideas, you know, going yeah. on. And then Stan Lee would get these pages and he'd write dialogue. So a lot of the creating wasn't really done by Lee. It was done by the co-creators. But then again, at the time, Stan Lee was also writing like eight books. So he didn't have time to <laughs> He didn't have time to, to script them yeah. all. And yeah. also, that way also 
one of the ways that made Marvel stand out from DC as being more modern, more adventurous, more out there is that the artists had so much control over what they could do. Uh, someone like Jack Kirby could draw from his strengths of like the weird and monsters and cosmic realms, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, Ramita. Oh my gosh. He did spider, right? Just died. Uh, he could draw from that places of darkness in himself where everyone was like a little twisted, a little sad, a little misery. You can always see that misery coming forth from his characters that Stanley kind of drew off of as well. And it's, uh, after seeing like some of the characters, that's how the art flowed, flowed from it, from the dialogue. And it was that synergy of working with letting the artist run free and then making the dialogue fit that made Marvel stand out so much. This wasn't really an on-purpose thing. It's just the way that he happened to do things. Right. Be, be, and be, because of a part vision, part he liked it that way, and part it was it was a necessity. Right. It all mixed together to make this concoction. Yep. Um, some people and he, a lot of people argue that Stanley's greatest project was actually Stanley. Yes, and, and that that is where I liken him to Steve Jobs. In a in, lot of ways, this, that's true. In this instance, exactly. I mean, uh, both of them were the, were the face of their companies. They were the idea men. They were the broad strokes guys. They, they were the people who were pushing others to make the innovations to make their vision come true. And I get it. I like it. They, they both get flack for that. I understand that as well. But in both instances, I have to say the results speak for themselves. Right. It really does. Um, and you can see his writing can be a little cheesy at times, but it fit the era it was from. Uh, especially if you, look at, if you look at like the other, like some pe people point at some of the Fantastic Four dialogue and go, oh God, that's so cheesy. If you look at DC books, like the Batman being produced at the same time, it's freaking, it's not Shakespeare, but one of them definitely rings as more like how people would actually talk to each other. Um, and it's not the DC books at the time. The Thomas Edison comics, set up a machine that produced results. In a lot of ways, yeah, Duncan, that's true. Rayslayer says that, uh, what is the, well, Stan uh, the Man is the co-creator of almost every Marvel character of the modern era. One of the examples is the book, The Eternals, which first got Celestials and today the Guardians of the Galaxy use as their headquarters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All these things he pulled out. Yeah, I have a problem with the with the Thomas Edison reference, personally, because Thomas Edison straight up robbed folk. All right, you're full did... of crap, and you just stop that right now, heathen dog. Thomas okay. Edison was a hardworking genius who managed to establish things. He did. That he again, did. see, that is part of what I'm no, saying. That second that level is, of fandom no, thing. No, where... no, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. There are some, there are some things he did solely on his own genius, and I, I accept that. But there are instances where he straight up stole stuff. You mean that he employed people to create things on a certain line, and when they did it, he owned it because he paid them to do that. That's stealing. No. No, exactly. Let's keep no. moving. So, okay. <laughs> and also you're going to tell right. me that he, uh, because of him, the genius of uh, Mustachio Man is eclipsed and no one ever talks about him. Oh, you mean Tesla? Oh, yeah. he was he was batshit crazy. No. Every, Tesla was a genius, but you know what? If you look at all Tesla's inventions, he was wrapping he was wire crazy. around sticks. Yeah, um, he was crazy, dude. He was crazy, too. He married a pigeon. Yeah, he was nuts. But, I get it. No, yeah. I'm not talking about that. He was crazy. Uh, yeah, Edison sure. he was a genius. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm not glad you're debating Edison. That. Right I now. do too. 
But yeah. I do think a lot of people like putting down Edison when Edison did a whole lot. No, no, Edison I, I did make some bad mistakes. As well. I understand his contribution. I and I and I, and I acknowledge it. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a hater. You were hating. I'm not. Friend. I'm not. Anyway, I get it. Let's go back to Stan Lee. But that's a lot, a lot of the arguments about putting a Stan Lee as well. People say, well, he stole from this. He did that. Uh, he had a, like a very contentious relationship at the end of the time with Jack Kirby. Um, yeah. There's actually a famous story where a newspaper, I think it was Rolling Stone. Yes, Rolling Stone came through and was interviewing the Marvel people. This is when Rolling Stone was relevant and cool. Mm. And they actually were, they went to Marvel because Spider-Man was a big thing and Marvel is the hip place. And they interviewed Stan Lee. And of course, Stan Lee is over the top and bombastic and energetic. And they referred to Jack Kirby as a middle-aged working stiff in a, in a bad suit. Wow. And that hurt Kirby's feelings. I, I hurt my feelings too. What are you talking about? Because he was a creative genius. Yes. But he looked like a, a schlub. He did. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he looked like a guy you'd expect to find at a bar, smoky big stogie, getting into fights. He did that too. Mm-hmm. In 1987? That wasn't 1987. It was in the 60s. When Rolling Stone was relevant. I didn't mm-hmm. say 87, did I? No, he didn't. All right, so... Was the pigeon in a hot dress at least? <laughs> I don't think so. The pigeon was naked all the time. Time does not tell that. <laughs> but so Kirby's and Lee always had a after things like that had a very contentious relationship. Uh, Kirby ended up leaving Marvel, working for DC, where he created uh, the New Gods, among other things. He wrote. He did Superman. He he did a lot of incredible things there for a while. Tell you the last time Rolling Stone was relevant. Yeah, about 87. I'll give you that one else. That's, that's 73. Yeah, Rolling Stone has not been relevant for a very long time. Ravenslayer says, Kirby looked that way and well kind of that way. Yeah. Yeah, he looked that way for a very long time. So, whereas Lee, even after he left Marvel, was still a big uh, booster of Marvel and was always brought in for special events, he ended up creating him the character of Stan Lee. Yes. Um, yes. That is his greatest creation, really. Right. Even like in the like eighties and seventies in the comic industry, he wasn't so doing so great. He was always at the conventions. He was always pushing. Hey, have you seen Marvel's latest book? Um, in the early nineties, when the X Men cartoons were on, I remember when that first happened. He was actually doing like the uh, the cut in for us. Intro. Yeah. Yeah. He, exciting he adventures for yeah. the X Men. You know. Yes. Um. And he, from his constant work doing that gained the love of the comic industry. Like I said even before, even you get that second level fan where it's like, oh, well, Lee didn't do this and Lee took credit for that. A lot of time, and there was a time when Lee was, was saying, when I created Spider-Man, uh, uh, nowadays he actually gives a lot more credit to the other people. He, he did, yeah. he, uh, It's kind of like as he got older, he would say more, well, I created this and then he would say as the other people did that or when Jack and I were doing this with Doctor Doom he started more and more to have credit. And I think that a lot of the asshole had to do with money at the time. Whereas if earlier he had said Jack Kirby did all that, it would have jeopardized his position at the company, his editor and a lot of other things, especially. And that was also at a time where just Stan Lee created all these characters. He doesn't own yeah, them. Yeah. He has no royalties yeah. from them. And a lot of the artists had issues with that as well. since they would create the characters. 
And so you start understanding the position he was in. And that's why things get kind of weird. So his yeah. reputation, his later that... things are kind of weird. But overall, the death of Stan Lee is a big deal. Yeah. Because right now the biggest films for the last, what, 10 years now at the movies in America and worldwide have been mm-hmm. superhero films. And, and not any that... superhero films. Right. And that's where I think that his death right now isn't such a tragedy. I mean, he... Uh, for for what he was trying to do for the past forty years, got done. Well, for he all arguments, it. he did, he has died at the height of his popularity. Yes, he did it. He he literally died on top. That is the dream of everyone who wishes to be successful. He lived and died the dream. There is point zero zero one percent of the freaking population of the world who could say that. He did Pretty it. Pretty much. Originally, they actually met him at New York Comic Con. That's really cool. Yeah, it's actually in the 80s, too, when he still actually would give real interviews and really talk to people. As he got older, he didn't have that time. Really. Yeah, or, or the ability. Right. I, I, will, I will give it that. Well, you the know, last year or so, the last... He oh, was really yeah. Rough. Yeah, yeah. It, when you hit your 90s, dude, stop. Well, actually, even at 90, he was still... I know, right? conventions and incredible... It's after, like, after his wife died, he started declining pretty rapidly. Well, yeah, he didn't have the, the, the support system right. that he needed. Um, right. So... A lot, and also, there's so many things from American culture which are just wrapped up in the things he did. And a lot of the people who are, like, the biggest thing in TV is Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The writer of Game of, Game of Thrones, whose name, it's not J.R.R. Tolkien. Nope. What's his name? Martin? Uh... No. Anyway. Why can't I not get that name? I see his face. I'm good with faces. I'm terrible with names. But, uh... George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. It is. Yeah, George R.R. R. Martin. Martin. His earliest... Ronald D. Moore. Uh, George R. R. Martin's <laughs> earliest published work... Work... Is a letter to the, to the letters column of Fantastic Four. Wow. You could actually find it online. Where he said, where he basically says, you, "This happened, but I have an issue with this and this issue because this is inconsistent." But make mine Marvel, right? Total fanboy. Sure. It got print. It got printed. That's his earliest work. Yeah. He even admits highly influenced by Marvel comics. All the guys and gals creating modern fiction, the modern culture, the modern pop culture, were highly influenced by. Stanley's comic books, his personal writing. And that's in movies, in music, in writing, in literature. All of these people highly influenced by Stanley. You can even see his influence in Star Trek, in Star Wars. You're seeing Stanley influences constantly. Um, the way dialogue is said, the way a, a supervillain will act. All that comes from Stanley. The, the seeds and so you really start seeing more and more of this and so his death is felt by all these people who used him as a creative influence as as a lot of ways the never ceasing cheerleader for the industry yeah and uh no one's ever going to be able to replace him no but i don't think anyone ever really would want to. oh oh that that is another sign of a winner when you when you end on top and no one can feasibly replace you, you just flat out won. Right. I mean, who else is in that position? 
No, no one. one. No one. That, um, that, 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 that is a peak that has no handholds. Right. I, especially with the – he is such – I mean, his incredible ability of self-promotion and to get other people excited about things just really can't be matched. You know? No. Um, like, that I mean, was the, even, the only one who is analogous is, you know, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve That's Jobs it. is a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's actually was after they got in a fight Kurt, with Kirby and Lee when they had their angry uh, dissolution of a, of a relationship. Mm-hmm. One of the villains he created in DC Comics was the Funky Flash Man. You could tell very clearly is Stan Lee. And the Funky Flash Man is all flash and no substance. And he tries to influence people to do, make, to do terrible things. It's... He's still a canon character in DC. You don't see him as much. His character's changed a little bit, but yeah, the Funky Flashman was Stanley, very obviously. Awesome. Um, everyone gets their petty revenge somehow. Yeah. But yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Stanley is that's gone, it. and that's why yeah, everyone's talking it. about it. That's why it's such a big deal. Um. Not only because of what he did in the past to influence the present, but also his present actions in bringing his love of his creations to everyone else. Um, I mean, he even has a cameo in Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Race the Internet. So, yep. look for that. Alright, that's it about uh, Stan Lee and why he'll be missed. Let's talk about a, a rocket shooting from someone's eyeball. Boom! Oh, it's just visually the way that's supposed oh. to look. But anyway, uh, this is a Hulu original series. Uh, it is a, a series on uh, uh, about uh, the first manned uh, mission to Mars. And it is starring Sean Penn. Before we get to that, I want to talk about the, the basic premise. This is in the near future, like uh, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And... Uh, it is about the uh, the training and implementation of the first mission to Mars, and it is a story driven series. It it uses the the travel to Mars as a backdrop for the relationships of the people who star in it, uh, Sean Penn included, and uh, it fails. It just fails to do it correctly i don't know what happened maybe it's the confluence of actors and actresses that did it maybe it was the writing but it doesn't coalesce to the dream of what it was that would have made it great it would have made it epic but it's not and part of that is due to this man sean penn you can see him right here this yeah is that's, that's sean penn that's sean penn yeah now the reason being is sean penn can be an amazing actor he can make other people better by being around him if he is truly motivated and into the material he has to be personally invested in the story, personally invested in his character, and then he can make everyone around him rise up in their acting ability. I'm sorry to say that this role is not one of those things. I mean, he doesn't do a bad job. He it, does. I look a very sad about it in this picture. 
Well, in, in, in this picture, this is a sad moment, but I'm not going to spoil anything. No, I I'm just, just look say... sad about how, how you don't like their, their food. <laughs> oh, well, he's angry at me. I can sense that now. But because uh, he's watching this right now. He's looking obviously. up at you. You can see that, oh, can't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's looking up at me and he's judging me he is. for judging him. Yep. But I don't care. Anyway, uh, he does a serviceable job. He does. But he doesn't do an award-winning job which he should because he can we've all seen it i mean you can hate him for his personal views and his, his personal problems and his personal actions that's great do that but <laughs> but when he acts and he wants to act he's good he's well, a, real good well, there's always a point where you separate the art from the artist Yes, you have to, because great men and women are judged great because of what they do well. But equally, they do things really bad. <laughs> I mean, no one's I know it's perfect, really. No, no, no one is. And Sean Penn does not rise above this this definition of, of great person. You know, he, he is he is great in his thing that he decides to be great at. He was able and to rise above his relationship with Madonna. That was impressive. <sighs> what, you like Madonna? Did I heard no, a lot of a, a lot of people can say that that uh, the relationship with Sean Penn is what wrecked Madonna like her brain. That's true. Yeah. So, that was a bad relationship. A, a lot was... of people say it. It was Didn't he like, go to like jail over that. Yeah, he was abusive. He was a it, bad it was, person. Yeah, it was proven he was abusive to her, and and that that uh, a lot of people say that wrecked her, and I get it. That that can wreck a person, so I get it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's not a good guy. I'm not going to say he's a good guy. I'm going to say he can be a great actor. In this series, he was not. But I am going to say that this series is supported by other good actors it's not great it's not written beautifully it's written well and the acting is good and the series is more than serviceable you will not think you wasted your time watching the series no, that's, you're not going to want exactly your money high praise but it's not bad no, it's not high praise because it, giving giving high praise means you did a great job they did well, yeah. they did a good job they did a good job they did a good job making a series that is going to make Hulu money. Not a lot of money, but more than it costs because oh, it's good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. People are going to watch it because it's good. The story is good. The The, the drama is good. Uh, the only time Sean Penn actually shows his acting chops in this series is when uh, he's interacting with his drug addicted daughter which is super dark, which he excels in apparently. <laughs> so that's the only time where his acting is great is when he's, he's dealing with his, his, his drug addicted, borderline suicidal daughter. Uh, take that as you will. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that more, but uh, uh, there, there are, are other actors. I'm not going to spoil it. There are other, you know, famous actors in this who do a good job. Again, not great. They've done better. All of them have done better. This is just good. Like I said, you're not going to waste your time. 
You're not going to feel bad about watching it. You're going to be entertained. But it's not going to be great. And that's it. So basically, I'll give this between three and three and a half stars. Oh. It's good. Not great. There you go. I can't do a between. I know. There's a three. I'm sorry. Yeah, three's fine. Three's there fine. you go. I love it. Straight from the heathen dog's mouth. Okay, now I got a problem here. I have only six people entered in this giveaway. Six. I need no, ten. No, we need four people to be subscribers. Four. four subscribers to join. Four. This is what I need. I am not giving both of these away to six people. I'm not. Because there is a greater chance that one person will get both and you will all hate that person. That's right. I don't want that. I don't want that either. No, no one wants that. Well, except the person who wins. Oh, uh, Duncan Blaze Baldahar. Driss says, how do we enter? Well, you have to use subscriber, Drist. And if you're a subscriber, yes. you type uh, in... Type in exclamation point Amazon. Yeah. Exclamation point Amazon will will get you into this into this thing and you can win one of these two beautiful, beautiful cards. And I'm going to give you, I'm not going to show you the, the numbers. Oh, I will send these numbers to you on. Ah, Drist has entered. Woo. Yes, there you go. I thought you were a subscriber. Do we need what? Three more? Three more. We need three more people. We got three 18 watching. More I know we got people. 10 subscribers watching. Come on. Yeah. We only have, what, five minutes max, max on this. And if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. That's the way it is. You know, I mean, I'll roll it over in the next month. That's what I'll do. I'll have, I'll have this, this $50 stuff and I'll have uh, another Twitter poll to see uh, what, uh, what, de what December giveaway you want. And uh, I'll roll this in to the winner. Very That's nice. It. Yeah. So, so, how are things? Well, things are going pretty well, actually. I mean, <clears throat> uh, except for my, like I said earlier, my son being sick and stuff like that, that ruined a couple of days. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm good. I, I, I am go. Everyone here, listen up. Oh, I am going oh. into surgery. Oh my God! Elgarian gifted a sub to Duncan Idaho, the cheapest person I know. My goodness. <laughs> oh. My goodness. Duncan has entered the giveaway. Two more people. Two more people is what we need. Two more people. Duncan cannot give up uh, coffee to get a sub, but Elgarian gave it to him. And thank you, Elgarian. You're my hero. Hey, you saying. know, I don't think he drinks coffee. At least not expensive coffee. Well, he, he, he doesn't get paid royalties for Lieutenant Tardigrade. Yes. That's true. He gets royalties for that. Yes. I drew Viking Tardigrade. I did that. I did oh, that yes, earlier. you did. See? Anyway, what was I saying earlier? Before, before, before Elgarian did the did the hero thing. Uh, you were talking about your oh son. surgery. Yes, no, no. I after that, uh, on the twenty seventh, I'm going into surgery, so I will not be here on the first. That is true. So yes, maybe we'll have a guest host. Maybe not. We'll see. Yes, maybe Elgarian will guest host. Maybe Max Leal will guest host. No one knows. No one knows. It's but, a mystery uh, to everyone involved currently. Won't be me. <laughs> sure, uh, how does the first stack up to The Expanse was asked. Okay. Uh, the Expanse, the first season was amazing. 
easily better than the first. Easily. After that, it went down. It went down. It got it got overly complicated, overly convoluted, and it wasn't necessary. There was a whole lot of stuff that was not necessary. They put in there for like, oh, we have to up ourselves. No, you don't, man. No, you don't. You just have to keep the same level of, of awesome. You don't have to try and shoot for the moon because you're not going to make it and everyone's going to notice. Okay, there will only been one season of first, so that is not a fair comparison. If you want to compare the first season to the Expanse and the first season of first, well, Expanse wins, definitely, hands down. Definitely. It was much better writ- uh, written than the first was. And... Uh, I, I want to say sadly, it was it was better acted, but ah, it's just unfortunately it was better acted. They had on the first they have a lot of award winning actors on it. It was unfortunate that they were not able to sync themselves with the storyline to create a performance that was equal to the task. That sounds really, really political, but that's the best way I can say it without saying that Sean Penn is a douchebag. Oh! Darn it. There he is judging you again. Yeah, there he is judging me again. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Still eight. Still eight. Too, Too shy getting it away. Can we give away one gift card for eight people? You know what? Fine. Fine. I'll give away one yeah. gift card. One. Yeah. One. But this one is getting rolled into next month because, you know what? All of you suck. No, that wasn't fair. All of you are, are not telling your friends and uh, all of the other members. I emailed them yeah, personally. Yeah, which comic did the internet get angry that you say everyone hated? I'm not saying. You have to say. I, nope. I'm saying after the stream. That doesn't even make you, any sense. Personally. Everyone wants to know. Nope. It's been built up now. Everyone's got to wait for your tweet. Disappointed. I'm not tweeting. (laughs) Okay, we're going to close the giveaway. And we're going to give away one $25 gift card to the winner. We're going to pick a winner right now. Who do you think is going to win? Just ballpark it for me. Uh, I think Drist is going to win. Drist is going to win? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Sheris. All right. Okay, you, you ready? Yes. Boom. No, Zon! Oh, oh my Zon. God! Congratulations, oh. Zon! Zon! Congratulations! Crazy! Oh, crap! <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Wow. Raven's Lair was wrong. my second vote, so... I was really hoping that... that, uh, that what else does I know. think Zon's going to win? <laughs> Zon won last time! Zon won last time! He did, didn't he? Yeah, he won the SSD. Rigged. Rigged, definitely rigged. <laughs> All right. A- after the show, we're we're gonna. I'm going to whisper you the the uh, code for this, and you'll be able to put it in your Amazon account and get the twenty five dollars. That's right. That's how you do it. Yep. Uh, everyone, remember the individual schedule. Everyone, everyone poops, and everyone must watch the Legion of Myth. Like it's a bodily function. That's much more pleasant than that. I don't know. It can yes. be pretty pleasant sometimes. Well, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I really have to pee, when I let it go, it feels really good. Oh, wait. That was weird. That was Never weird. Mind. That was weird. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. There's actually a stand community had a joke about that, but I'm not going to say it right now. Okay. Um, 
Now let's full screen that so everyone can get a view, get an eyeful of that. Bam. Elgarian, every day of the week. Well, every weekday. He also does yes. the weekends, too, actually. He's not on there, but he'll do it. Yeah, mostly he does, yeah. Yep. He the dog, Garthon. Love the schedule. Every day of the week, lead you with a streaming. For your pleasure, my friends. So join us, won't you? I know you will. Don't worry. Don't worry, babies. Garthon's here for you. So, also, Maxine Algarian are also streaming. Maxine streams on YouTube. New schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 12 p.m. Central. With his nerd commentary and opinions. Join in on that for his frank and terrifying and insightful conversations. And major on YouTube Gaming, there'll be more stuff coming soon. Earthdawn Discipline Warrior. And he recently put up a short of second edition DD, How to Learn New Wizard Spells. Yes, if you've did. only played fourth or fifth edition, this is very useful for you if you're going to play an older version. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Look them up. Elgarian Streams on Twitch, Tuesdays, Wednesday, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Plus, every other day, Real Imaginary. Shroud the Avatar Forsaken Virtues. Always fun to watch. Highly entertaining. The best Shroud the Avatar stream. Now you know subscribe. <laughs> Thank you, Ravenslayer, for being subscribed for five months. Wow. And the Soda Links. ShroudTheRPO.com, the premier role-playing site for Shroud the Avatar fans at SodaHelp.org for all your Shroud the Avatar needs. Oh, my voice is going. Join us on Join the Legion Discord. Twitter at Legion Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Watch us live. If you want to support Legion Myth, you can do so through many functions through a Patreon subscription. Patreon.com slash Legion Myth. A Streamlabs donation. Getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, and find love in your Legion of the Fear. And also cheering for us directly on Twitch. Most direct way, let us know how you're feeling. Thank you everyone so much for being with us tonight. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy, and have a great diurnal anomaly.